This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV. Good afternoon, good day, goodbye. Hello, welcome along. This is Left Little I Die TV, hashtag Championship Club. Um, we are still here. We've not gone anywhere. Uh, I know a lot of people want us to, <coughs> Mr. Door. Uh, but this is LTID TV, live from Let's Little I Die. We are on Facebook and we are on YouTube. Uh, we're not on Twitter because I forgot to click the button. Uh, so there we go. But apparently we're on the other two. Been one of those days today. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Do feel free to join in the chat. And uh, it is a debate show, as you can see there. Let's talk Leicester. And we're going to be talking what is next for Leicester City. So do feel free to get your questions for the panel in the comments and 
add your add your comments as well, obviously. And uh, if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, whether that's the YouTube podcast platform, Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google, Podcast Addict, Mother Hubbard, and anybody else there, uh, thank you for lending me your ears. We are available on all the major podcasts. And if you've got smart speakers, just ask you to play the podcast, Lester Till I Die. Or, of course, you can follow us on all our socials, uh, there we go. LTID TV or Less Until I Die TV. Just we'll put one of the two in or put it all in and uh, I will come up. Um, and if you want to support us and become a member, it's just one ninety nine a month, as this gentleman did. And a big, huge thank you to John Thornton. Uh, he is our newest member. Welcome along. Uh, if you click on the link below, it will tell you how to become a member. Uh, I think it's just paid via your bank. Uh, there's going to be benefits there, including 5% off merchandise, just for Mr. Door, And also, um, you can get uh, members-only shows, which we'll be doing next season. We're very close to having enough people to do a show, so uh, we'll be doing that next season as well. Um, got used to it yet. <sighs> to be honest with you, I woke up this morning, still here, sun's still shining, still got a hole in my decking, nothing's changed, so... Uh, What's all the fuss about, eh? Blue Fox is in. Evening. Uh, been busy with A-level crap. Yeah, it is, isn't it, mate? I'm glad. I'm at the other end of the scale. I, I don't miss exams at all. Uh, Madison and KDH look devastated and very sad. Yeah, because Madison's thinking, I've got another year left on my contract. I might have to stay here. Uh, either that or his, uh, his, his, uh, his, his hair shampoo. What's it, Head and Shoulders, whatever it is, advert. I'm sure he's got one of those the amount of time he preens himself in front of the camera. James is in. Uh, good evening, James, who obviously is the happier being an Everton fan. How the devil are you, sir? Congratulations on staying up. Look, mate, I'm going to say this and get the elephant in the room out of the way, first of all. I love you as an Everton fan. You're my mod. You are always welcome. And I have nothing against Everton fans whatsoever. As a club... You should have been deducted points, mate. It's as simple as that. I'm sorry, but you know, but you're you you know, as I say, nothing against the fans, obviously, that is totally outside your control. Um, and as he says there, please do hit the likes and subscribe. Uh Lester for Life's in. Hi, he he is in. Uh interesting game. Should have been playing like that all season. Exactly. Show up for two games, cry in front of the cameras, and everybody thinks you're wonderful. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, our form before the World Cup was brilliant. You know what, he he, it was. But look at who we were playing. Look at who we were beating. You know, teams that we should have been beating, and then couldn't beat for the rest of the season. So it was very, very misleading in my eyes. But we'll probably touch on that uh, tonight anyway. John, like I said earlier, welcome along, John. Thank you so very much for becoming our newest member. Really, really do appreciate it, mate. Hope you are well. Um, hi, uh, Shane is in. Hi, Chris. Welcome from not so sunny Maple Valley. WA? That's not West Virginia, obviously. WA. I'm trying to think where that is now. But hey, we've got sun here in the good old US, UK. Um, James is very understanding. Uh, Nate, uh, evening, Chris. Another member. Good evening, Nate. How the devil are you, sir? Again from America. Um, He's saying congratulations to James. God, that hurts. Uh, they do it every year somehow. 
<laughs> teach us the ways. Ooh, um, everybody's saying sorry and hello. Gray is in and remember, good evening, Gray. Uh, that bunch of so-called players and the ball should explain why a catastrophic problem that Matisse was allowed to spiral out of control. Again, we'll be talking about that tonight. Highfields is in. Good evening. Spencer's in. Hello. Box, good evening, sir. How are you? Uh, Leicester will storm the championships. Ooh, I don't know about that. Wish I had your confidence. But look, look at Burnley this time last year. They didn't think they were going to do what they've done. If we get rid of all those Muppets that uh, have been playing for us for... Uh, the last 12 months, then, you know, who knows? Spencer saying hello to everybody. Gray, we got exactly what we deserved, 100%, 100%. Um, Who are you debating, Chris? Um, We're debating Leicester City, bath time. Um, Hello, Mike Singh. Good evening, Mike. How are you? Um, We're saying hello to everybody else. This is the problem we're starting late. We have a lot of these to get through, but all welcome, all welcome. Uh, no, no player was on the knees, gutted, pathetic. They were all listening around, you know, um, Christensen's radio, but I think I was thinking, like, have I got a relegation clause in my contract? Mm. Uh, that's fair comment, Chris. Most fans from other clubs say the same thing, which I'm cool with. This is about opinions, and like I say, you as a, as a club, as a set of fans, I don't mind. It's just the owners and the way we try and stay within FFP and end up getting relegated. Um, Chris Welsh, congratulations on Carlisle's promotion, mate. I hope you are well. Uh, it is going to be interesting and nice to see we're going to be playing Sheffield Wednesday. I do like them. Um, now I think about it, we did lose to Southampton twice because we indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, Madison can be sad all he wants. He was part of the responsibility. I actually got told off uh, about Madison. Uh, I was actually on Talk Sport. Um, I went on the sports bar, uh, Jason Cundy, and uh, I used to deal a lot with him in the promotion season. And I said about, you know, him and and he had a go at me saying, Oh, this was the guy, you know, he helped you win the FA Cup. And yeah, that was years ago. I used to be 21, but you know, so yes, I'm hopefully he'll be going. Um, Castagna will go. We are apparently five to one to come straight back up. How I don't know. Uh, oh, Washington, oh, nice for you to join us, Shane. Uh, it must be, I'm guessing, about mid afternoon over there. Probably totally wrong. Uh, what was the deal letting Casper Schmeichel go? We will definitely be touching on that one. Uh, Inacho and Vardy in the championship. <laughs> we will see. Schmeichel wasn't good that year. And I'm just about caught up. Evening, Chris Rico. How are you doing, sir? Hope you come straight back. Thought you were done when Leicester scored. Uh, sorry. Evening, Chris Hope. You come straight back. Thought we were done when Leicester scored. Oh, yeah, yeah, Everton, of course. Uh, but what a stunner goal by Decorey to keep you up. Look, that one game did not get us relegated. 37 games before did. Um, and Chris says, I agree, get rid of the Muppets. And finally, uh, Gray. Uh, Madison should never have been given the captaincy. He can't cope with the pressure. And he, he Chris, better than Dean Smith. I won't go that far. Get that far, as you see. That's why I don't do uh, fantasy football games. But look, I have, I have some news. Yes, I do. I know you. So excited. We have a, a new presenter joining us today. Um, 
there's talk about Holly Willoughby no longer doing uh, this morning. Well, we've been able to secure her services uh, on the show this evening. Um, I've just got to find the right uh, right one to press and then bring everybody in. Start with start with Holly. Hello, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Kate. Hello, Hi, Kate. Um, and so, tell us, what what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> uh, I want to be a TV presenter, morning uh, TV presenter. Well, just be careful who you talk to on the way up. <laughs> you always bite your bottom. Welcome along, uh, our, our newest presenter. You'll keep us all in in check, I am sure. Absolutely. But it is a pleasure yeah. to have you on. Um, do you remember that, that film, that Disney film, Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. Hello, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I don't know if that's a compliment or insult if you'd have brought Dave in for the Beast part, so I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> I guess I guess I'll take it. It's a backhanded compliment, isn't it? It wasn't meant to be. <laughs> don't worry. It was just a backhand then. Well, talking of talking of Dave, we, we have got a corner of the studio that is always cocoon. Dave, <laughs> <laughs> how are you, sir? Hi, Beast. How you doing? Um, all right. I've got an echo of somebody. Okay. I, no, it's gone. No, it's gone. Um, but uh, look, you were there, Dave, and awesome. so were you, Kate. So let's go to Kate first. Um, and we'll, we'll very briefly just go around the around the panel. Where's that performance been all season, Kate? Um, I'm struggling to wonder whether it was our performance that was really good, particularly the first half, or whether it was just a culmination of West Ham had nothing to play for. Um, it was a do-or-die situation for us, so we probably ramped it up a little bit. But it, I didn't feel like it was a, a fair playing field that we could have played like that earlier in the season. I don't really think we could look at it fairly like that because the last game is always so really unusual results. Um but we certainly played more front-footed, which I was glad to see because our strength is definitely in attacking and not defending. Um, it was just a shame that it was probably half a dozen games too late to save to save us. But mm. agreed, it's just not been there enough all season at all. That turning, that just turning with the ball, pushing on the front foot, um, limited play around the back was really nice to see for once, and just getting people like Madison and Harvey involved more, which paid dividends in the end, didn't it yesterday? Yep, yeah. You were there as well, uh, Dave? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought, I like Kate, I thought West, West Ham were poor. Well, I, I was going to say that we, we, yeah. there was, I was on the West Ham channel, uh, well, you know, with, with Jake, and Jake was on mine, West Ham and official, and he, he all right, you know, they lost, you know, they, they, they did what they could to help us, but, you know, they said they had nothing to play for. You know, no. he, he was doing a, you know, a match day vlog, and he was saying, like, oh, 2-0 to Leicester, well, so what? Yeah, they were more concerned with taunting us for going down than they bothered about losing. And and I think we gave them the goal anyway. We kind of said, you know, go and have a shot. I opened it up for them and that was all they had. I mean, it was slightly embarrassing. I mean, it's good to see hmm. that we won, but it was slightly embarrassing that there was no real... It didn't seem like a competitive spirit or competitive edge. I don't know why. It just, it, as Kate said, it's like an end-of-season game with nothing to play for, which was bizarre, really. We should have mm -hmm. torn into them. We could have been three or four up if we'd have really gone for it. But we sat back again with two up. thing is, though, Brad, if we'd, got, if we'd run 5-0, 6-0, 10-0, we would have still gone down. Well, yeah, but that's because 
A, we didn't do enough to put ourselves in a position of power going into that game. Um, and B, we, we when when that happen, when A doesn't happen, it means you rely on other teams to keep you up. And in the same aspect, really, West Ham and Bournemouth probably played on a par. They were both horrendous. I think the only thing that stopped West Ham getting an absolute hiding from Roy Keane was the fact that Bournemouth didn't even look to muster a chance to even look like they were going to try and give Everton hell in the game. Whereas West Ham got a goal. All right, it was typical, like it had been for every single game this season, barring the probably two or three where we haven't conceded a goal. The goal was yet again the making of our own mistakes. So, you know, that probably clouded that. But yeah, when when we went 1-0 up, I even said to you, didn't I, when I came on at half-time, West Ham had parked park the cars. You know, they'd released a handbrake on like the smallest decline in Hill ever, and they just slowly moved with the ball. They, they, they were like, OK, there you go. We've shown we thought. We put up a bit of an effort. Leicester can go and win, and if, if, if Bournemouth do them a favour, they stay up. If not, we'll just take the piss, which, you know, you can't blame them for. That's what football fans do. It's what we would have done in, in the same situation. We would have done the same to them. But, Kate, I mean, I've put up there, let's start talking uh, about uh, the, the club, the season. It, it wasn't down to just that one game. Uh, I don't honestly think it was down to the previous 37. Um, you can put a lot of, you know, mat, you know, mix into the pot. Uh, and I think it all started last season. I think we, we eighth in the semi-final in Europe, in Europe was not as good. You know, that made the season look better than it was. Gripped by complacency was one of the headlines um, today. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I think um, a lot of fans included, as well as not just the players, but I think the club as a whole just thought that they were too good to go down. Um, you could definitely set the argument that there's probably five teams you can name off the top of your head. One was last night, one was Everton, and a few others that are worse than us on paper, like dramatically worse than us on paper. Um, but even from the, like you like say, it probably started 18 months ago. But from the start this season, what did we get? One point in the first seven when we lost the 2 0 lead to Brentford. Um, the big one. Do you remember, me- though, it was, it, was, it was very hot that day. <laughs> it was hot for Brentford. They still got two back, though, didn't they? Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just putting my, 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 my Brendan hat they on. Had drinks breaks. I mean, it's not like they're not air conditioned at the stadium when they're going at half time. Change a shirt, probably an ice bath. Like, that's not that's not an excuse. But the big one for me was we lost dropped six points to Southampton and six points yeah. to Bournemouth. That was like twenty five percent of Southampton's points tally came from Leicester. Yeah. Um, yeah. which is it's the way we dropped them. Though. It's just not good enough. And they're yeah. people that we've beat nine nil before with a not too dissimilar team. Um I just didn't feel for whoever's fault it is, I just didn't feel the competitive edge was there to want to drive and fight and have that fierce competitive because everybody in the Premier League I say this a lot everyone in the Premier League bar you worldies like Haaland and Mares for us at that point everybody else is pretty similar talent wise mm. it's, but it's your application it's your tenacity um, and it's your competitiveness um, that, that makes the difference amongst teams every other team is pretty much similar for talent it's just how you apply it and we've just applied it so poorly so so poorly, uh, Dave. I mean, those, those players. Uh, when it was, it were there were crocodile tears yesterday. 
Um, and I, 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 I'm pretty honest. I mean, it's the most I've been on the radio in one weekend since we won the Premier League. It's, it's funny either end, and, and we're popular. Uh, but the, the players, we've we've got too many average players that we're paying more than they probably their talent is worth. Uh, that's given them egos that their their feet can't deliver. Yeah, but we also had a manager who consistently picked the wrong teams mm. and consistently when we talked about that being hot, and I know that's what he said at the, in the interview after the match, they changed five players, Brentford. I think we changed one at the end. Yeah. If I remember rightly. Mm. So of course it was hot for them. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, they are professionals to be fair. They're supposed to be fit. Uh, and he, keep, he kept saying throughout the times, they're not up to the right fitness. Well, surely that's his job. Um, to, I mean, Southampton, God almighty, the, the, not only the fact we lost, the games were appalling. The way we lost, I don't think, if we'd have gone down kicking crap out of them, I could have lived with that, you know, and ended up with nine men. But we just wimped about. It's almost like we thought we were, I don't know, the old Brazil and wanted to play like that and didn't have the ability. Now, Brad, they, they say after a while an owner starts to look like his dog. Um, the team definitely started to look like the manager, didn't they? Yeah, because it was real ugly watching us at points. Um, it really was. Um, Belend! <laughs> really? Realistically, if you cast cast your mind back to that actual press conference, maybe go and refresh your mind and, and put yourself through the pain of watching it. Um, but no. yeah, but that that's why the alarm bells really should have been ringing. They were. Like, I, that they was were. such a strange excuse. Hmm. Oh, the players weren't fit enough. They were too warm. So what were you doing in June and January? Yeah, in July, sorry, not January. What were you doing in June and July? What were you doing in the first couple of weeks of August? What were you doing when you had the squad together? You know, the, the excuses were so off-key from a normal manager excuse. I mean, we sat here and before having requests and said, oh, they, yeah, they're only panned into the cameras. They're giving the usual response. When Brandon came out and said, oh, the heat got to them and we didn't fitness, I was like, eh? Hold on, are, are we a new side to the Premier League? No. <laughs> Well, I mean, the excuses coming out uh, were were ridiculous. You know, like we you know our, our squad's too young and too inexperienced, and yet Southampton, I think it's on record that they had the the joint youngest squad ever uh, playing when they when they when they played us. You know, it was grass was too long. You know, the sun was shining the wrong way. Uh, but most managers, Chris, will blame themselves for errors like that. He oh, never yeah. did. No, he no, never blamed no. himself. I made, I made a joke, made a joke that uh, you know, uh, Arriva bus drivers couldn't get insurance in Leicester because of the number of football players yeah. they were running over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean... threw that many under the bus. Yeah, yeah no, you, you, you're quite right. And this, by the way, Kate, was, was my nickname for Brendan. Bellend! It's quite uh, good <laughs> Yes, it was the cleanest one I can put in. what you see. Yes. But look, I mean... I've forgotten the point now. I've gone off on the bell end again. <laughs> <laughs> I think like what Dave was saying, fitness, I think Dean Smith mentioned fitness when he first came in, that he didn't yeah. have any time to work with it, but he was quite surprised, probably slash shocked and disappointed at mm. our fitness levels, which I used to think that Yori was the least fittest in the team because around the hour mark, he was blowing for quite 
quite a number of games when he first came. And now I feel like everyone's dropped to Yuri's fitness levels. They've not got a run in them. They've not got that 60 to 90 minute push. Mm-hmm. Um, and for Dean Smith to call that out within a few days of arriving was quite concerning, really. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he said he was scared about it. He said he was horrified by how bad it yeah. was because he normally would like to come in and have the six to eight weeks you get before. He pretty much said, I don't know why it's this bad, but I haven't got six to eight weeks on top of this to fix it. He, he basically insinuating you need the preseason to get them, but they weren't even at preseason standard, and that was the most worrying thing. Yeah, and but the other thing I was just going to say, he he picked Dennis Pratt, who I think was it at Fulham or somewhere, was blowing after about twenty oh, yeah. minutes. Yeah, was it Fulham, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I think Dennis Pratt was blowing on the coach right there, mate. Yeah, and the way he was so unfit for the game, and yet he didn't get picked when he was playing well and when he should have yeah. been picked. Well, well, that's been his career at Leicester, mate. Though unfortunately, yeah, so. he's never seemed to play when he's been fit. Again, but... one one of the things that I was saying, you know, going on to the fitness, you know, we've got this brand new training complex which looks very very good, and yeah. you know, if if we signed Bale on a short term contract, we'd be able to he'd be able to occupy himself on the nine hole golf course, what have you. But you know, even when we signed, I'm sorry to use this word, Brad Fafana, you know, he came in, he could not believe how. Um, intense the training was and I made the joke, you know, we, we might as well have had Harold Chipman, you know, being the club doctor there because there were so many injuries, uh, Kate just from training not even, you know, on, on the pitch and nobody looked at that and thought hang on, Hi. something's wrong here So I, I made a list before I came on of people that have been injured this year and it's ridiculous. There's JJ. Take half an hour's walk, everybody. We could be here a while. JJ, Vicky P, Evans, Madders, Vardy, Bertrand, Nacho, Suanchu, Ndidi, Pratt, Yori, and then your potential breakthroughs like Sammy Braybrook and Will Alves both getting ACLs as well. Mm. Um, it's it, all the injuries seem chronic or long term, and it we're just in the in the season we won the league. I don't think we had any really. Yeah bit of luck as well and it but like yeah. Johnny has been carrying chronic injuries for a couple of seasons now clearly not nursing him back right um and ACLs and Achilles for both JJ and Ricardo it's mm, yeah. no smoke without fire really is there no no yeah and, and you have to remember the two youngsters yes they were injured by tackles and games but they play their games on the pitches that these players train on so again, it goes back to it's not like not like you can say, oh yeah, but there's some games and it wasn't like a training ground injury. <laughs> they were playing the game on a training pitch. So as I tell you about, do you remember though, Brad? We had Rob Tanner on, and I didn't realise it. Mm. But apparently, at the training ground, we have different levels of pitch hardness. So there's there's a soft pitch for Johnny Evans because of you know his injury, and then he you know he doesn't. Uh, land on a hard pitch, then there's harder pitches for Jamie Vardy. It's like, it's like having bloody horse stables, isn't it? You know, we can only we can only race that horse if it's a soft pitch, or you know, yeah. it, it's absolutely. It was just just literally been run down. Um, yeah. but I want I want to come on to the next point. Um, we'll we'll go to Dave with this one first. I, I mean, I think you've got to share. You have got to share the blame between quite a few people. Brendan Rodgers is the manager, so the book does stop with him, obviously. Uh, Top, yes, he's got another business to run and he was trying to save his business after COVID. I get all that, but we are still part of that business, so he should have had one eye. Or his his brother, who is vice chairman, should have kept him, you know, up to date with what's going on. 
um, Susan Whelan, John Rudkin, Andrew Neville. You know, you've got a chief executive director of football and operations director there who didn't seem to sort of be telling anybody what was going on. Um, and then, of course, you've got the players. Well, the players aren't very bright, to be honest, are they, in any club? And they just... If you, all you got to do is see them on the bench looking at these charts and, you know, things that they're supposed to study. But so you've got to look at the management, definitely. But you've also got to look at how they react with the manager, the manager and his coaches. Now, I think it starts from the top. Yeah. Um, but he can't be expected to run the club. He, he's there when needed. Rudkin and Whelan run the club. They are put in positions to run the football club. And they've not done it. And now, I don't know whether it's true or not, I'm sure I heard it probably at the ground, that they're doing appraisals of what went wrong uh, themselves. So you've got those two people appraising themselves. I mean, it's like uh, something like marking your own exam paper. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's putting the nutters in charge of the asylum, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But that's where it starts, because it has to. Because... Um, the manager can only do so much. And this is where I feel sorry for Rogers. If he was really, really told or assumed he'd get players in the summer, then he was never going to do much throughout the season, apart from make excuses and protect his own backside because he wants a new job. Um, but if he wasn't told that, then they should be saying, no, we didn't tell the manager that. Well, we don't know, do we? Nobody ever tells us. We're only supporters. We don't know what's going on. This club, Brad, I feel like it's totally changed over the years. Yeah, we still get a free donut on the, you know, on VTI and RIP uh, birthday and, and, and a free bottle of water here, but that's not going to gloss over. We've gone from, I think, being a family club that kept everybody informed. We all knew what we were doing to uh, basically, and I suppose it's not, not unexpected, but, you know, on, on a, on a, the day that we get relegated, the team are playing in next season shirts, so they're asking sixty three quid a pop for. You know, it, it where has the, it, it's just changed out of all recognition. Yeah, um, I think in part of that is probably more a business decision in terms of the quicker we can finish this recovery from COVID, the better and maybe upping the prices on certain things is just something they're going to do. I mean, the problem is, you know, and I know you... I don't think I know it you is from Harvey. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Harvey Barnes, I've always said he's a good player. I've never slated you, Harvey, if you're the real Harvey Barnes. Not at all. No, no, no. I've got to we, say, no. if it is Harvey Barnes, how's, how's my nephew, Andrew? Because I've seen pictures of you out partying together. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I mean, the problem is, uh, you know, like the question you asked Dave, and I know you've asked me many a time, so I, if you ask me again, you, you, I'll, I'll save you the trouble. If you was to ask everybody in the fans, uh, I think you'd get a very, very close poll race. I'm not on about the Polish either. That's cruel to make them race, Chris. I'm on about if you took a, a vote, a voting system... Who's more to blame? Is it the owners? Is is it is it Rudkin and Whelan, or as I call them, Rat Girl and Rat Boy? Um, you know, is it the players, etc.? I reckon you'd you'd have it very very close, very difficult to um, um, to distinguish which one takes more of the blame. 
But it's just, it's sad to see the change in the club. And I think the disconnect over the years has come for a number of reasons. You know, the COVID, the rebuild, um, the you know, the, the implications of FFP, uh, the lies and deceit from certain uh, rat-faced creatures in this club that have had to A-star appraise themselves. Um <laughs> which is ridiculous because he should be running the rule over it. He should say, right, you've caused this chaos. I believe I'm going to run the appraisal over you myself. Um, but there we go. Um, it does feel like we've been a little bit disconnected. He's kind of clutched at straws to keep that connection with the fans because he's had, he's had his head so focused elsewhere this year and a half that, it's just like roll out the donuts and the water and the free beers, roll out this just to keep them happy because I can't deal with as much as he wants to probably he can't deal with that this side because obviously he, he he's had a family tragedy and, 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 and a company crisis to deal with in terms of their financial stability. But let's not also forget he did just write off or near, near on 200 million pounds worth of debt. Would he have had to have written that much off, though, Kate, if he'd been more hands-on? Or he'd been kept informed, possibly, with what is going on? No, I think it, I think it would have been the same, to be honest. I think COVID was just so unprecedented. And as businesses, you probably make rolling three-year forecasts. And um, that's probably when the summer that Brendan was complaining about came to fruition, when he didn't have any money, because he probably looked at forecast revenue, income streams that were just, were just tailed off completely. And whilst that's rubbish and crap a lot of it was outside of, of our control um but i think when you're brendan you're getting paid a, an absolute fortune things do change that's what happens in any job we don't we don't all know what's going on with our bosses and the people that we work for things change and when you're paid 10 million a year you should be able to adapt that's what you're paid to do with a really good squad we, we keep pretending like we've got a league two squad we had some great players in there that performed well in the past that weren't performing so tell me brendan why aren't they performing well, he's got his down to him, surely, isn't it? Exactly. So it wasn't just like you do need a refresh every summer with three or four players coming in. I completely agree, but you you've got to work with what you've got sometimes. And we still should have been no way near the bottom of the table, given no. the stuff that we've got. Am I, I mean, right? Liverpool had the same problem, didn't they? They couldn't that? spend it. Liverpool couldn't spend yeah. any more money, and he yeah. dealt with it. And look how they finished. Yeah, you know, he, no, he had two. Old, he had two old men in the team or around the team. Yeah, they all pulled together the same way as well. I don't think a lot of the players, like with no one coming out on social media, really to thank Brendan for his service, no, apart no. from Madders and Ricky P. Um, but no one, I don't think we were pulling together the same direction at all. No, I mean it's an old saying, isn't it? Kate lost the dressing room, but you know, I don't think it's been as obvious as like with you know. Uh, Ranieri, they were, I think the players were quite vocal about that, weren't they? But um, I mean, I've, I've got to say, before we come on to the point that I've just just frozen again. Oh, it's frozen. Yeah, yeah I know. Well, I, I, I have to say, no, am I frozen? You yeah, were. you're frozen, mate. Let it go. I'm back now. I'm yeah. back now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me before I come on to the the, the point there with um, with Harry. Harry, there you go. This got to go. Hey, Harry on the chart. That's his nickname, by the way. It's been a few months. Um, but, yeah, we had these players. And when people, you know, I, I you know, I went on to, I'll say, one of the radio shows. And the guy had said before me, the presenter, there's no way you could leave Madison out of the game yesterday. 
And I went on and said, yes, there really is, because he's a show pony. You know, did Brendan, was, was, he, was his ego bigger than the team? Absolutely. It was the Brendan show. He was in self-preservation mode all the time. Yeah, I think he said after the Palace game where we got battered, Palace looked like Real Madrid that game, didn't they? Only Leicester could make Palace look like that. And he came out after the game and said, we deserve something from the game. Oh, yeah. um, mm. And yeah. you just like, you couldn't believe, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Like, what are you talking about? We got absolutely battered. It was just all about his own self-preservation rather than we got it wrong or I got it wrong. He never, ever took any responsibility. He was, he's very ego driven. Mm. And he didn't want a relegation on his CV. And I still stand by the fact that he walked, but just for yeah. a lower compensation amount. But to me, that's still on his. It is on his CV that relegation. No, it's not because he said he, I would have kept them up. Yeah. Well, he, he took. We know how we've just discussed how much bullshit came out of right. Brendan. But, but the mainstream media, who seem to love him, talk sport yeah. and love him, yeah. and he can do no wrong. And they still talk about now that he wasn't given any money. But fans have rang up talk sport and spoken through the players that he's signed. They've been absolutely dreadful, like Bestergaard and Bertrand, for example. But they don't want to hear. He's not it. taking off duties. Yeah. He got taken off the duties, didn't he? Let's not forget what Brendan is. Yes, they do seem to love him, the mainstream media, definitely. But um, to me, when they say who, you know, who took Leicester down, what was the main reason Leicester went down, it is always Rogers that's going to be at the top of that list. I cannot blame Dean Smith at all. You can blame Top for saying, well, he should have you know, made that decision five, six, eight games sooner. We might have had a chance. But I can't blame Dean Smith. He did what he did in the time. Uh, and he actually, I think I, I wrote it down somewhere. I figured, oh, yeah. Um, under, um, under Brendan Rogers, 28 games, uh, we got 25 points, which was 29.7% of the points we could have got. Under Dean Smith, eight games, 24 points, we got nine, which was 37.5%. So the chances are that had we taken him on earlier, he may well have kept us up. Dave, yeah. let me move on to this for you. Got it right that time. Should Susan Whelan, John Rudkin and Andrew Neville step down? Yeah. Next question. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we can get get rid of all three of them in one go because there's going to be a huge void there, isn't there? Well, there's a huge void now. <laughs> I should have known that was coming, shouldn't I? Well, you know, players that are leaving, why aren't they on longer contracts? You can't tell me that they refused to sign, so therefore they just carried on as normal. That's what the management's job is to do. Mm. They've taken us into the championship with a whimper. You, you could go through every game that we played, certainly all the games I saw live. and I mean, it was, it was awful. I mean, Kate, you remember some, even yesterday, was it only yesterday? We seem to want to mark people in the centre. We don't mark wingers. So, therefore, they get the ball to the wingers and we're in trouble. It's so Shall narrow. And then the yeah. defence and midfield are too close together, which means there's an yeah. absolute mile between us and the front line. Um, yeah. I'm assuming that must be a new tactic. I think well, no, be- that, that came from Brendan Rodgers' infamous genius training videos that I saw year throughout the season where he wouldn't allow them to pass more than fucking five yards together. So they have to be five yards to, or, or closer to them. Guys, that's the only reason they can't, they don't go any further away from each other because it's all they knew. Yeah, They're basically being told, we don't trust you to make a pass more than five yards, so don't go 
to stay within their shadow reach. Yeah. Which Castagne taught literally with phase, to be fair to him. But yes, Top has to ask himself now if he can trust Susan, John, and Andrew. Oh. Can he trust them yeah. to do the job that No, and he should he should be able to hear them squeak all the time. That should be constantly reviewed. They shouldn't be doing their own reviews. God, they should always be external. Um, so they're unbiased. They're not going to put themselves under a shadow. It's so like an internal they, audit, isn't it? You do yeah, an internal audit yourself. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Brad, surely his brother should be the one that's doing it. Well, yeah, I mean, she, she'd definitely be a lot harsher. Um, yeah, I don't get how mother. you could sell <laughs> anyone. Well, I thought you said his mother. Brother or mother? I thought you said his mother, which would still be just as harsh either way, but... <laughs> Oh, you know, maybe the mum should take over the business. Is that what I say about I a mother? Sure about that. With all this they, it, them, us, Fisher person and all that, I wasn't sure whether you were being politically correct or, or what there, but I guess you got it wrong. Is that the mother? Well, I, the you other? know, there was an author in there. It was just, I didn't know if he said mother or brother, so there we go. Um, but yeah, maybe they should take over the role in that yeah. perspective, get rid of the three of them, because I stand by what they said. Yes, you know, you can blame top for showing too much sentiment for rogers and keeping him around and keeping us in the dark but then you only have to look at the um squeaky little rat faces that kept him in the dark because he must have been asking the question he must have been asking asking his advice going why what why why am i getting why am i seeing a press conference of brendan rogers saying that the board won't tell me what's going on why are you not telling him about our situation Oh, squeak, 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 sir. We'll sort it out. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Trust us. Okay, well, if you say... You know, he's got a million and one things going on. And if they're telling him, we'll get it sorted, don't worry. Leicester, Leicester will have a way to to freshen that squad up and spend it. Then, you know, these guys have been here just as long, if not longer, than, than they have. So, you kind of think they've been doing a job this long. They surely know what they're doing. But clearly, clearly they've not. weaseled their way into powers that should be. And they shouldn't be doing it. My I mean, point there. I bought a 65 inch TV to watch the Premier League on next season, but it came with no leads. Any help? Um, <laughs> nice. Maybe we could live without the wisecracks. <laughs> oh, that's got rid of Brad. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Mike. <laughs> um, look, let, let's um, let me just get I told oh, me about to read that. Oh, he's back. He's can back. I just say something as well? No, talking no, about. Can I just say this is the best TV show I've ever been on? No, um, <laughs> you want you to rise. I've told you they're putting pressure on me and us and all of us to renew our season tickets pretty soon. I think it's the second week in June. I'm not sure. I keep getting a, a daily yeah. message from them or something like that. Uh, but before anything happens, before we know who's going to manage the place, who's going to run the place, how many players we're going to have, you know, what's what fixtures, because I'm bloody sure there'll be a lot of evening fixtures. And, and I can't get to them from down here in time because um, my daughter who comes with me is a nurse at the Marsden in Surrey. So I've got to get her, she's got to get home and then we've got to get up to Leicester. It can't happen. So I want to know from them whether or not, A, I can sell my ticket a few more times, not that I'll be able to, but, you know, what's going to happen with the club? Because I don't want to spend really, I want to stay there because we got relegated, but 
it's bad news. It's it's not telling us what's happening, which is the comments that we've said before. Anyway, yeah. I thought I'd get that in. Sorry. No, 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 that's a fair point. Kate, um, I think you, you next. Lineker, we should have kept Rogers on BBC match, uh, BBC's match of the day. Uh, and that's backed up by, um, where are we? Ant uh, should have given Brendan more time. Ant's very much uh, tongue-in-cheek there, but I don't think, um, I mean... <sighs> Everybody who watches his channel knows my, my hatred of Gary Lineker for personal reasons. But, I mean, nobody that can sit there and say he should have been given more time because he had that last season. You know, he's saying, well, Moyes was given more time. But last season, was you know, Brendan did what Moyes has done this season. You know, he got us to a European semi-final, etc., etc. Kept us up towards the end. He should, he should not have been given any more time, should he? No, and Gary Lineker, for some reason, is really scared to admit that he's a real Leicester fan. He's almost ashamed when he talks about us. Even when we won the league, he's like, I just want to say that I'm really proud. I'm not being biased. It's okay to be biased, Gary. You're from Leicester. It's okay yeah. to be a Leicester fan. Like, he's almost, he's so afraid because he's so politically correct in his blood now. He oh, doesn't yeah. really say things. So he likes to go with the mainstream media view, which is exactly what he's done now, because it suits his, his uh, personality and it, it helps him stay on much of the day, really. Um, if he goes too opposite, he'll be out of the job. And I just don't think Gary is really Leicester at heart anymore. He really isn't. He's almost ashamed to be from Leicester. He is. He's almost yeah. ashamed of it. You feel that every time. If it's good yeah. or bad, if it's bad, he'll happily agree with the panel on, on BBC. If it's good, he's always a bit like asking permission to talk about us and asking permission to show the highlights or to talk a player up um, or to talk Vardy up on all his goal-scoring records. It's always a bit with apologies and... It's really crap. I hate. I hate listening to him now because he isn't Leicester blood for me anymore. He, really he made a point, didn't he, saying of saying congratulations to Everton. I'm staying up. I love that club. It's a great club. Bollocks. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe if Leicester played in his favourite Labour red, he, he might love us a bit more. I don't know. He only played there a year, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That's for, and then he didn't he Barcelona. To Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. Embarrassing. He just maybe, maybe he thinks that Barcelona should should be fine with all their debt problems. <laughs> yeah, but That's we should not have kept Rogers any longer. Well, would, we should have got rid of him long ago. But I think the point I wanted to make was was that I think when you trade manager, you want to trade up like anything in life, really. And I don't think he knew where to go. I I wouldn't have done it's a it's a million dollar question, isn't it? Where would where would you go to trade up from Rogers? If we sacked him in January, because we didn't want a Sam Allardyce, we didn't want a Dyche, because we're better football than that, really, and we weren't in the sticky spot that we were in in January. Um, I just don't know what trading up would have looked like, yeah, and who, um, how affordable that is. I don't think any of us could find a replacement if we talked about it at the time, didn't we? I don't think anybody knew who was going to be better and available, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get my mind. I'm getting too old for this. My mind keeps going. But Dave, I mean, had <laughs> no, I got your name. I got your name right, Sheila. Um... Susan, <laughs> you put me off again. Sack now. you. Sack him now. Call him Susan. <laughs> right, he's gone. He's putting me off. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's hundreds, hundreds of kids outside the KP yes, uh, this morning. You were saying. You were saying. Yeah. I think they must have had a tournament in the ground, which was great. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah sorry. They did. Yeah, it was, a, it was like a half-term kiddie day, I think. Noisy buggers. <laughs> Dave was trying to have a sleep in the stands, sleep off his hangover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dave morning. was too drunk to wake up this morning. He could, <laughs> could have had World War Three going on. Russia could have invaded us yesterday. Dave wouldn't have woken up this morning to, to listen egg, to it. The extra <laughs> bottle of red that did it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we've, we've got that question now. We'll, we'll come on to it later. But, uh, Dave, let's move on because I can't remember what the point was I was going to ask uh, before. No, no um this is getting too much, though, isn't it? I mean, I, I will come on here and I will criticise, um, quite rightly, I think, top. I think whatever position you are in, you have to be able to take criticism. But abusive messages direct to him, is that a little bit out of my, to my mind? That is that is too much. Has he had those? Apparently so, yes. I mean, wow. this is coming from somebody, of course, who calls Brendan a bellend. But I'd never, oh, I'd never go up to him in the street or send him an email saying you're a bellend. No. But that's the that's the manager. I mean, we've got to remember what this chairman's done for us and his father and his family. We can never, ever forget that. What we can ask is that maybe he just gets a bit more hands-on in the summer and deals with it. Because it's clear there's nothing right, absolutely nothing right. Um <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know what could have gone wrong because we, then nobody tells us what's happening. But mm. certainly it seems like the players lost faith in the manager who lost faith in the board, uh, who didn't seem to be able to put it right. Um, and top kind of showed his loyalty to Rogers, and he was right to do so. But it came far too late. I mean, before Christmas, before we had that little run, before the World Cup, we were awful. And then we had another little couple of games, didn't we, where we were good. Spurs and Villa, was it? Yeah, yeah. Villa was brilliant. I think Villa yeah. was on it. Yeah. And Tete... He, he well, went over for that. <laughs> that, that was it, wasn't it? That was his only game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for um, goodness sake. So, I've, I've remembered what I wanted to say. So, um, oh, good, good. getting nice. back on onto, onto topic. I mean... You, you better Brad, talk to Brad. Brad's dozing off here. <laughs> I'm going to point this to Brad now. Uh, the only good news, let's be honest with you, is that Rogers has been linked to Spurs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that that's something because I, that team can never win anything. So he, he has to bypass the silverware and um, and go straight for the relegation. So at least if we get up from the championship next season, we'll be replacing Tottenham Hotspur in the Premiership with him in charge of them. They won't oh. even get the graceful period of two years of half-decent football from him because they can't do that this year with the squad they've got. I mean, someone posted up um, on a football page saying, since last returned... Um, since Leicester returned to the Premiership, they won the Premier League, the FA Cup, the Community Shield, and have been relegated. Meanwhile, Spurs have still won fuck all. And it's yeah. like, well, it could be worse. At least in our eight, eight years, we actually managed to win win something in the division. But God, I, I have seen a lot of Spurs fans screaming no to the idea of Brendan. And I, you know, I couldn't wish it on a better club. It couldn't happen to a nicer yeah, team. Right. Thing is, though, Brad, who else is there? Because I mean, everybody again is turning them down, which is why they ended up with Nuno uh, a few seasons ago. Um, 
<laughs> literally, who wants that job? Potocino's been confirmed back at Chelsea today. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, what somebody somebody said, Brad, that if um, if it wasn't for Kane and Son, they would have been in a relegation fight. Yeah, they they really would have been. There's no probably about it. They they, they would have been. No one else could put in. The, the shift and effort that, that Kane and, and Son did. And even they, you know, had their moments, didn't they? I mean, they've just spent the last month and a half with a French World Cup winner sitting on the bench sulking. Um, so, in, in Hugo Lloris, it, I know we've been relegated, but if there's one club that's set up more for a disaster than, than, than we were this season, it definitely, definitely Spurs. I mean, two clubs that are doing things very similar. I mean, Chelsea, Chelsea, yeah, they got Pochettino, but he was, what, their 97th choice? After, the, you know, after all the rest turned them down or said that they weren't interested or whatever reason or excuse to give. Maybe they were washing their hair that day. They, they weren't didn't want to take the Chelsea job, whatever they could think of to do it. And it looks like Tottenham, who on paper you would say should be a very, you know, a job you'd be very eager to take, but when the likes of Mourinho and Conte go there and it's the only club they'll ever go to and not win anything, it tells you everything you need to know about the state of that club. And I don't even think they can pick up the Chelsea rejected scraps no. in like Nagelsmann or anybody like that. So it's, Kate, at least we've got an idea who our manager will be. Kate, I want to go and talk about the chairman and... I will always say, if anybody's watching, that what I say on these channels and on Facebook, on Twitter, is not always my uh, my thoughts, but what I say to create and, and and start a conversation. But we we know this. We know we've probably got the best owners in in the football pyramid. Um, but how long does what they've done for the club? Which is a great deal. How at what point does the patience run out? Because we've seen, you know, the clubs that are, you know, that they've done well. And let's be honest with you, clubs doing well. You absolutely, um, you know, you love the you love the owners. You love everybody. It's doing well, and it sacked the board. I mean, you know, and everything. Leeds, the Leeds United owners were loved two seasons ago when they came up. Now that they want them out, is there a point at which the fans go? Let's say we're not back up in three or four seasons' time. Is there a point where, and I'm saying this because he has had a lot of messages asking him to sell the club. Mm, at, some point, at some point, do the fans get fed up with him and say, well, look, you know, yeah, we did love you, but we loved Ranieri, he had to go. We loved Pearson, he had to go. There's always a point, but A, it's, uh, but a he owns it, so it's up to him whether he steps down or not. And B, we're nowhere near that point. We've had a really unprecedented few years and when Vishai died, I think I think Paul would have got sacked that night if the accident hadn't happened. We were terrible, and Paul was on his way out, and I don't think he, he could do anything to save it. And I think I think Vishai wanted Brendan, and I think that's one of the reasons why he stayed with Brendan because his dad probably wanted him as his number one appointment. But you're allowed to make mistakes, and especially when a lot of the mistakes have been out of his hands. He's, he'll have learnt mistakes. He's, what, 35, 36? God, who doesn't make mistakes yeah. that age in business? He's got a lot of responsibilities, probably leading the King Power brand as well. Um, and in their culture, the head of the family does the lot. 
So I think when Miles away from calling anything out like that, I feel it wasn't even within my rights to call him out on any of that. We've made a mistake. We've not been relegated to the National League, for God's sake. It's just the championship. It's scary and it's frightening because I think we all thought those days were behind us. The financial implications get more severe every single year. And I think in a year's time, if if we come back up, it's you'd forget about that question. And if we don't come back up, it's a hard league. I was looking at it today. There's some... There's six teams, I reckon, that could get the auto spots. Mm. Um, I just don't think we're anywhere near having the audacity to ask that question, in my view. I think no. what they do for this club and the city, the donations to hospitals, I just don't think it's just about football to them. And that's where they completely differ to every other owner. I don't know whether you've noticed, sorry, Chris, but our fans seem to have changed or the type of fans that we have. It's very toxic. I mean, there was a lot of trouble last night or yesterday. Was it? Yeah, it was yesterday. Wasn't it? A lot of fighting, stuff going on, um, not only in the ground, but outside the ground. There's scuffles going on around the city um, between themselves. All right, there's one case of West Ham Leicester, but a lot of it was between themselves. And we've noticed that the away games have been too that there's some right hooligans there. Mm-hmm. Um, the language is vis- vicious and vile. The, you know, the, it's just it's toxic. It really is. And and if they're the sort of people, I think they are. They're the ones that are sending the messages. We don't want them there. No, no. You, and and, I, I, and I've written that point down. I do want to address that. But just going from what onto what Kate said onto you, uh, Dave. Yeah, I I I, I am accept. You know, don't get me wrong. I, say, I love our owners to bits. Do not get me wrong. Um, but. You know, if we are still, if we are, let's say we go down and look at, you know, there's clubs that have gone all the way down. Look at Luton, uh, look at Leeds. How long it's taken them to get back up? Forest from there, where they were. Do we still say, you know, if we let's say we are in League Two, and it's all right, it's unlikely to, uh, uh, Dave. But if we're in League Two in 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 four seasons' time, do we say, yeah? But look at the chairman; he's donating to this charity and he's bought this wing and all this. There comes a point where you've got to say. I'm sorry, surely. Or is the point you've got to say, be careful what you wish for, because yes, I'd say the chairman is the chairman as long as he wants to be the chairman. Um, And that family has a right to to own our club Uh, for what they've done over the last nine years or longer, isn't it? It's longer Mm -hmm. than that. 10 and 11. Yeah. 13, is it? Wow. Um, You know, I mean, I, I, I would not even start to blame him the only thing i say is perhaps he was too loyal at that stage because of probably the reason that kate said and he probably regrets it and he'd look back and think yeah i should have changed the manager then Mm. um he is immune to criticism i think um but he would he would be criticizing himself i'm sure and he's the one that loves the club just yeah. learn from mistakes, that's all we ask. Well, he said this in his statement today. Today we share the loss and the pain together, but we will be back. This responsibility that I continue to live with uh, is one of the greatest responsibilities of my life, and I will continue to put everything into it. My passion, that of my family, and the entire King Power community. I have received a, mass- a massive number of messages from our fans, both positive and negative. Some want me to sell the club, some using offensive and thought thoughtless words and some have been outright abusive but for me for every hurtful message i've received i've also received messages of support of appreciation of unity 
both remotely and from the people I've met anonymously in public who always come to say hello to me and to my family. It means a lot to us. We want to thank you and let you know that we still have the same ambition for Leicester City that we had 13 years ago. The incredible support we had in our stadium yesterday, the positive messages we've received from our fans and the constructive comments we must take on board. We will gather all this support and use it to power our recovery. Power to justify our fans' belief in their club. Power to take us back to the Premier League. Now, this is Brad. This is a chairman that did not come out and talk to people and explain why we weren't buying players until transfer deadline day. Uh, when it was too late. Maybe he's learnt from his mistakes. He didn't have to bring that out and say, you know, what what, what he said, and he has done. And as, as as Dave said, let's be careful what we wish for because he he you know he could look at this and go, well, this is this is more hassle than I need at the moment. You know, let let, let me sell it, you know, let me let me go out, you know, and, and, and get out and give myself an easier life. I'll I'll go and buy Spurs, that'll be easier. But you know, it, it it's we are lucky to have him, and we've gone. We're going down to the to, to the championship in a lot better state than we went down to the championship last time. That took that took my phone a second to act on muting myself there. Yeah, it does. And, and again, people, you need to be careful what you're asking for coming out here. And and unfortunately, with success comes morons. And when you're in the limelight and you're successful, it doesn't matter who you support. I've always stated this. We had it when the Algerians invaded, when we had Mares. They came in their bulks and droves and insulted. No end when Mares didn't play. They were horrible lot. And now they went to Man City and they're, they're saying the same about them there. You know, clubs, unfortunately, success tracks, it, uh, attracts idiots. And the fans fighting amongst themselves are just that. They're just the example of a bunch of fan bases they have. And if you're not careful, I'll ask the, I, I, I will ask these people who have been stupid messaging going, sell the club, you're there. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. Participating restaurants 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Sure that. Do you want a glazer in charge? Do you, do you, do, do you want a, a, a Tom a Tom, a Tom Bowley in charge? I sure as hell don't. I don't care what money they're bringing to the club. I don't want an egotistical tit in charge of this club. I don't want a one-celled amoeba in charge of this club like like Top Bowley is. I don't want someone who couldn't give a rat's ass if this club went down to the doldrums of... Listener discretion is advised. Exterminate! 
Sorry, Brad, carry on. <laughs> but no, it's just some people are just so thick in their thinking. Like, why would you not want to keep this owner? That, Like Kate said, he's still young, he's still naive, we all make mistakes. Yeah, maybe his... Maybe in a time of football when, when loyalty is so hard to find, he made the gamble to stand by a man and prove that loyalty is the way forward in football. And unfortunately for him and the football club, his loyal his longer-term loyalty in Rodgers didn't pay off. It didn't turn the corner he was hoping it would. But he, he had to try something, and he was willing to try and bring loyalty back into a game when it's lost. And, yeah, I would not swap the ownership we have for the way they care for like Kate said, they don't just care, care for the club. It's the community care they give. Mm. You know, that they're outside the club work they do. That You know, in, 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 in the whole of Leicester, what they take care of, you very, very rare to find that in football, anywhere in the world, not just in England. Mm. So, and I, I can't imagine a world where they'd keep making mistakes that would lead to bad appointments because it wouldn't be him that took us down to League Two. In this, it would be the bad management that took us down to lead to, i.e. sticking with Rochers would have maybe took us down to lead to. But... The bad management is the management he has chosen. But... Yeah, that's what I mean. That would be the only way we'd end up there. Kate, at this point here, the, the book line's made. Top is playing the victim, and look, we're all entitled to opinions. Uh, top is playing the victim, deflecting accountability. Everyone on social media receives bad comments. Some are... Some more oh. bot generated. Um, playing the victim? No, I don't think he is. Um, and I don't just because it, just because everyone receives bad comments on social media, that doesn't make it right, and it doesn't mean it has to go into abuse. Like there's no excuse for that. On ultimately, what is a football? It's a football game. No one deserves abuse. It's not. It's not the fans' money that he's he's lost millions and millions of. You know what I mean? We're not. We're not owners of the club, and mm-hmm. um, we are in our hearts. But he he's not playing the victim. No, he isn't playing the victim. I think he's trying his best to explain in a single press statement about what his intentions are and what he thinks has happened. I wish he'd have been clearer in the summer. I think we all do. That's probably where yeah. he regrets it. Um, and set our expectations. It's all about managing expectations, isn't it? When you manage people or you manage um, fans like us, you've got to you've got to be realistic with your expectations. Yeah. And he does take ultimate responsibility for the management. If they mess up, it does lie with him. Yeah, there's no shadow of a doubt. That's the role that he has, and he, he'll be taking a lot of money. He'll be taking a lot of money out of the club to pay himself and make and make profits where he can. So that's that's what comes with running a quite a big organisation and a PLC ultimately. And we are in better shape, as I say, than last time we went down. Yeah, absolutely. We've got somebody who cares. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean he's infallible at all. And it doesn't mean he can go free from criticism, because everybody is. If you make mistakes, you, you're opening yourself up to criticism. He's in a very public role um, in arguably the biggest game in the world. Um, and maybe being out of the limelight for a bit, we can regroup in the championship and, and push forward again. We've, we'll have learned a lot from being promoted last time as well. So... Mm. Uh, Dave, I have to think about that then Dave, the point you made which is a very, very good point and a point that I, I criticise and I have criticised a lot of other fan bases for is this attitude they have well let me just let me just call it let me just call it the Gorinda effect well, I'm Premier League, I am elite I am proper elite, no. I am Gorinda 
I still love that. I still absolutely love that. And I used to say that all oh, Man United fans, they, 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 you know, they, they think they're better than they are. You know, they, they don't remember the days when you know Liverpool were the dominant team, and and they think they're entitled because they're Manchester United to to be winning things. And they suddenly realised that actually, you know, Fergie had been, you know, Fergie took over that club about, well, say the management about thirty odd years ago. Most of them weren't even born before then. Most of them didn't even know, you know, a club that wasn't successful, that, you know, dropped out the top tier, that won the odd cup every now and again and had to look up at Liverpool. And when you say about Leicester, you know, we've had nine, ten seasons, if you include the, you know, um, uh, the actual uh, championship winning season. So we've had ten years. Now, if you're 20, that that meant that, you know, you you were ten, you know, and you probably don't remember how we were as a club before then. Yeah, you might remember your dad telling you about, oh, you remember when, you know, when Peter Taylor, you know, took us to the edge of bank, or took us to bankruptcy. And if you're 15, you were you were sort of six at the time. So they've only known success. I don't think it's those we've got to worry about. I mean, I've heard plastic fans mentioned a lot. I think it's the ones that are a lot older than that that suddenly jump on the bandwagon. Um, and... The kids, I get, yeah, of course I do, because we all have to start somewhere. Uh, I started in a wonderful era for Leicester in the 60s, early 60s. We were probably one of the best teams in the league then. Never won out, but we were still... I, I do I do feel like there's a Monty Python moment coming on here. <laughs> <laughs> I Tom, lived in a box in middle of road. Well, I was lucky. I, was yeah. lucky I mean, I just <laughs> managed to get see the, just at the end of the 63 Cup final and, you know... Anyway, the point is that I don't. The kids coming through is fine. I understand that. Um, it's the ones that have suddenly turned up and appear to be vicious. I mean, how the hell you can send messages to the chairman like that? I'm disgusted. I really am. I never thought that would happen. I didn't even know because I, you know, I've been out of, out of it since yesterday, really. Um, I never thought that would happen. Um, I'm just appalled. I really, I don't know what to say, mate. You know, I find it offensive. Really do. Fighting, um, Brad, in the well. Let me know, let me go to Kate with this one because Kate was there. Fighting in the stadium between fans. Now, you know, this comes after a week or so after the West Ham fan was fighting with the opposition to stop them getting into the uh, into the home <laughs> players area. Yeah, we saw, and the, and again, I made the point about the kids, but they weren't kids that were fighting yesterday. No. Yeah, I mean, we saw it a little bit when I went to Brentford, a bit kicked off at Brentford, actually, because I think somebody had a banner in the crowd saying Rogers out and they got quite a lot of stick for that by certain fans and there was a lot of infighting. I think everyone's everyone was just, emotions were high um, and we're all experts, aren't we? So everyone just gets quite abusive with their views these days, particularly on social media, because you just have a, you, it's a faceless, anonymous way of abusing people. Um, and I think people let that spill over into real life. And um, it's just a lot, a lot of the anger is, is sort of the, the model of today is that it's short termism, it's impatience, it's wanting immediate results. Um, and life's not life's actually not like that at all. Um, social media age, really, isn't it? Social media age, it's, it, it's bred a certain type of person um, and 
it, it, anger just spills over. There's just no excuse for it. We're not. It will always happen there. There'll always be fighting at football in some capacity, some against your own fans and some against others. But it's just really disappointing to hear. And we were all gutted yesterday. Well, we were probably all gutted six games ago when we knew that it was curtains effectively. But there's just no there's just no need to be so so angry and, and violent at all, really. I, I think the problem was as well, Kate, that there was a lot of booing going on with the cheering, wasn't there, at the end? Yeah, uh, and I'm, I'm guessing the cheerers and the booers were the ones that were starting the problem yeah. with a bit of Such pushing a strange atmosphere as well, like because Everton had it ten minutes on. Yeah, so it was an eerie atmosphere for the last fifteen. It was just like you almost felt most of the fans weren't watching the game because there was some yeah. dickheads in the crowd that decided to cheer about three times in the game as if Bournemouth yeah. scored. Yeah. Um, so that was really off-putting. So probably in the second half, even when we scored our second goal, it was like, yeah, right, we're winning. Like, what's the Bournemouth score? It it was really far yeah. yesterday afternoon. It was a really it was, it was it was weird. Well, I could I was listening to it on the radio. It was very very weird, and you could hear the cheers going up and what have you. But Brad, I mean, James makes the point there, and it's a very good point. Most people in this day and age think football was invented in 1992. Yeah, some people forget that football was a, a thing way back, way back when. It's it's a strange one, and and the thing is, you know, the football football fans. You're right, Chris. That they they've just really, really changed a lot. It was very bizarre, and and, and the thing is, right. So the, the times have changed as well, which has the effect. Uh, you know, um, these days. You say one bad thing, whether you feel it's deserved or not, about somebody, and that go. You know, we've said we we've come in here and criticised Brendan. We've criticised players individually or as a group. We've we've criticised the board. We've criticised everybody. We've talked about today that's to do with less city associated. We've criticised them when it's been or felt needed that it was right to criticise them. Sometimes won't have it. Some fans just will not accept you being negative because it's negative. You're not allowed, and you're not a true supporter. All of a sudden, it's like, sorry, I have an opinion that differs to your sort of thing. And unfortunately, and I, I hated it as as well, Chris. I said to you, didn't I? It was stupid fans in the crowd, like trying to what 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 just they're out to get a reaction. They're yeah. out to get a reaction by fake cheering. Like, what What are you getting? What satisfaction? Are you sat at home going, oh, I can't believe yesterday I got Leicester chance cheering because I thought Bournemouth's gone, oh, I'm so cool. Like, no, you're not. You're an idiot, mate. And nobody likes you. And your own mum's disappointed in you. But that's another topic altogether. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just why? And, and and the in-house fighting, somebody always looks like they're ganging for a fight. They're waiting for something negative to happen just so they can kick off at somebody. I mean, I saw a full-grown man in his 50s attacking an 18-year-old. Like, oh, Sazard, didn't know your opinion was that valid. You feel like throwing a punch at an 18-year-old. It's interesting. Dan, what's that? There's a club somewhere near the ground. It's just my face, dude. Nothing happened. I'm just stuck with his face. <laughs> where there's a, a club very close to the ground which I got taken to yesterday and um, there was some really angry looking blokes in there shouting about how crap we are and all this and I thought you're the guys that go to the away games and I see they're creating problems and you're right it was toxic and it was it was ashamed. I was ashamed that they were supporters. Um, 
So that's the sort of person that we're dealing with now. But the stewards are more concerned about whether you're standing up or not than what's going on like that. I mean, at Brighton, is it Brighton? Yeah. Um, there was a, a mum and her two kids were there, probably seven or eight years old, girl and a boy. And these two or three guys behind me saying every possible word they could think of against Rogers and the team. Um, not, and I said, hang on, excuse me, there's two kids here. And he said, well, they're shit. I said, that's not the point. There's two kids here. You can't do that. But they didn't seem to bother. They're just either drunk, too drunk to care or, you know, up their asses. I don't know. But they're cowards, basically. But, you know, that's what they do. It annoys me. really does. Hmm. Harvey, can I just say, I do know you've asked your question, mate. It is actually starred for later, but it will be asked at the right moment. To keep saying, ask my question, ask my question, is more likely to get me to ignore it <laughs> than uh, than actually get me to, to, to ask it. Um, What's Harvey's question, Chris? <laughs> we will come to that now when I'm ready. Anyone will think you were the host of the show, Chris. I know, yeah. I know. In fact, Somebody I'm going to say, because I, I can't even remember what it was, but I did start it. I'm thinking, like, no, he can wait. Um, what was the give, question? Give him um, a bounty bar or something. Okay, it's in fairness, I'm going to say, no, in fairness, it was. I did miss it the first time um, because there's so many messages coming in. And I'm going to take this one to, to Kate. But it is actually, Harvey, in fair play to you, a very, very uh, a good question. Um it was, do you think we would have stayed up before the season, even with Michael going? I mean, you're in the dressing room, mate. You, you know, you tell us. Worry that a player's asking that question, isn't it? I, I, yeah. I got asked on uh, Talk Sport yesterday morning uh, with, on the Max and Barry's warm-up show. Barry Lendinning said to me, he said, uh, I've only to ask this for ages of a Leicester fan. He says, um, what's Michael being let go, you know, the root of all your problems? I went, no. Nope. Anyway, okay, <laughs> and moved no on. No we way. miss his, we miss his leadership. We miss that voice in the dressing room, but we, I don't think we miss his goalkeeping. No, I don't, and I don't think. Um, I think he was on a decline. It was a steady decline. It wasn't a fall off a cliff decline. But he's what is he thirty five, thirty six? Um, mm. I think he was declining. Um, I think the issue was the back four this year. So obviously, Suanchi falling out with Rogers over whatever that was about. That is one hell of a bee in my bonnet, that is, um, to put a Marty in place. I don't think Ward stood a chance, because most of the time, when you've not you've not got any defence in front of you, um, I don't know what a keeper's supposed to do. I think Schmeichel would have struggled. And Schmeichel wasn't exactly um, in great form last year, I didn't think. I think yeah. if Danny Ward had been slightly better, he probably would have got replaced last year. Um, I don't think Schmeichel was the, the domino at all. I think there was a lot going on. 18 months ago, uh, maybe yeah. even a bit more than that. The tone of the football has steadily got worse. And Brendan picking the likes of Daniel Marty at the back, no goalkeeper's going to survive it. <laughs> oh, no, no, you said those two words that are going to set Daniel Marty. No, don't. don't. Can't even. I'd rather have me than Daniel Marty if, if oh, you hate Sunchu that much. And if you hate Sunchu, do you know what, mate? We all hate people that we work with or dislike them, but it's not your club. You don't own the team, so put him yeah. in. If he's the best player, put him in. It's nothing to do with whether you like him or not. If did you notice Soyuncu after every game, 
he, when he was on the bench, when he got on the bench, he always went over to the fans. Always. That. Yeah. That's, and people said, well, he couldn't be bothered to learn the language or he didn't care, he wasn't interested. I didn't notice that. And I didn't I. notice that when he played either. No, and Marty... Perfect, but... Oh, I... I which when we say he trains well, well, he might send you wow. a birthday card. He might turn up every yeah. day on time. I really couldn't give a shit, Brendan. He can't yeah. play football in the Premier League. It's not your. It's not your job. Your job is to manage with the team that you have, not just exclude people for whatever filters you're putting on no. it. No, it's not. Except yeah. that is not acceptable for me, and that just shows his unprofessionalism. He obviously went against the grain of Brendan, and the Brendan show doesn't like people in that. No. The best for the club, don't you? You, you yeah, if that player, whether you get on with him or not, we don't we're not asking you to have a love affair with him, we're asking you to pick to pick him if he's the best player for the team. He yeah. came back, he got three man of the matches off off uh, um um uh, uh, I've forgotten the gentleman's name that does our man of the match, but he, he got three Alan Bennett. Them. Alan, that's it, Alan. I do apologise, Alan. He's older than me, his memory's worse. So, mm -hmm. you know, it does. But look, Brad, I want to come to you on that point that Kate made, though, because you are a member of the Goalkeepers' Union, and you will hear this a lot, Kate, from, from Brad. Uh, he keeps excluding me from that, Brad. I don't know why. <laughs> no, I'm moving on quickly. Uh, no, I want trophies in goal. <laughs> oh, are you in goal as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, Brad, take a back seat. Talk to me about Danny Ward, Dave. Well, nobody agrees with me, I know. Well, Brad might a little bit, but I I don't see what he did that was that wrong, considering the back four he used to play behind. I wouldn't have wanted to play behind them at all. I'm not looking. Um, no, no, I did say that, absolutely. Yeah, so... I don't think he did a lot. He, at least he came for crosses and he took them oh, confidently. Yeah, absolutely. Schmeichel didn't he, like any no, of that. No. Um, he was, I mean, he, some of the mess ups, they weren't his fault. Um, the own goals weren't his fault. You know, and, and he got he got pushed out. He, did he say he wanted a rest or something? I, I don't know. Fancy I mean, a change, I think. Fancy change. change. He played for Wales. <laughs> and he did all right. He does all right for Wales. Yeah. But Brad, I, I think Brad, we just jumped on him. Brad, I'll let I'll uh, I'll let you get a word in now. Days finish. <laughs> I never Stop. thought I'd ever say that to you. Start me on a Marty. <laughs> well, quickly moving on before you get onto a Marty. Uh, player of the season, a Marty. Brad, talk to us about Ward because you and me both at the start of the season were very much defensive of Ward. Yeah, I don't think he did a, a a lot wrong at all. I mean, for everything that Schmeichel could do, that you know, Danny Ward, um, there were things he couldn't do, like kick a fucking ball in play. I mean, how he managed to keep kicking it out for a throw into the opposition or into you know and into the stands, Casper did it. It was almost impressive. He he, he couldn't. He could not do things with the ball. And people seem to forget that because he had a longevity of a career and a very successful one with Leicester and that. But Katie was right. He's been on a steady decline for a while now. This isn't just this wasn't just a an off decision. This is a guy who was thirty-six and if it wasn't for some back end results to last season, we we'd have been staring at a fourteenth, fifteenth place season the fifth the season before. Let's not kid ourselves. 
and people were crying for Danny Ward to be given a chance. Yeah. I mean, I can't know anything that Danny Ward or Iverson did um, that, that was, you know, you know that anyone could say, oh, well, well, Schmeichel would have done it better. They, they, they both made top draw saves and people seem to forget that Danny Ward got three man of the match performances. Yeah. And they were in games where he must have been conceding two or three goals. But we all picked him as our man of the match because he stopped it being seven or eight nil. I, I remember the Chelsea game until they went down to ten men. That, that game realistically could have been and probably should have been six, seven nil come full time. And he was our man of the match because he made three fantastic saves. I, and as, as and look, and as much as I've praised Iverson since he's come in, I still feel that Ward was harshly done by. You know, you're talking about next season before we even knew what league it was in. What does that say to the guy who's committed his future to this club, has been talked into or convinced that when the time comes, you're going to get the talk not only passed to you, but we're going to back you for a full season or two to to get it right and and, and do, um, you know, do it right there. And and he wasn't. He never seemed to be backed. I, I almost felt like Brennan went... Ah, oh, well, what can you do? We've only got... He almost used to say, like, I've only got Danny Ward. Like, what do you mean you've only got Danny Ward? What do you mean Danny Ward's the only one that can do... Why are you saying it like he, like you're stuck with a choice? You know, if you, if you didn't want Danny Ward to be the number one, then why did you sell Casper? Mm. You know, you can argue that. But I don't think he was ever given a fair trial at Leicester. And, I, and, and then that's something some fans need to take the blame of because I say, and I've stood, I stand by the statement, I think some of you judged him because we signed him from Liverpool and he wasn't one of our own like Iverson was. A lot of you wanted him to play based on drawing one all with Notts County in the pre-season. But Danny Ward would say penalties against Wolves and Man City and, and all that in, in the League Cup and at least had played against Premier League opposition. But some of you had your brain so twisted by Daniel Iverson being a youngster that was developed from within that you you assumed getting a 1-0 victory against Gillingham, who were 92nd in the league at that point, was warranted enough for him to start against Arsenal in the league. Now, don't get me wrong, he's gone on to prove that he, he is more than capable to, to, to play at a high standard. Fair play to him, but I don't think... I don't think it was right that he never had the backing and trust of anybody within Leicester, or at least not the majority of the people in Leicester, Danny Ward, because what he did wrong were things, you know, what he didn't get right, you're wrong. He got right w w with things that, that annoyed us about Casper, i.e. his distribution, because at least, at least Ward found a blue shirt. Casper was finding a, a, a green shirt at the Tigers ground with someone who was kicking it was that wayward. So, yeah. you know. Casper was, was always front and centre of the corner mm. in our club <laughs> for me. Oh, yeah. He many corners. Okay. He's never come within his six yeah. yards at all. And you can't, yeah. like, he's going to come, he's going to, and he doesn't come and it's in the back of the net. And you're like, oh my God, it's another yeah. one. And that's yeah. Kate, go and watch his first, yeah. Go and watch his first seasons in the championship. I will never forget it. It's ingrained in my brain. I will never get forget to this day. We played Doncaster Rovers away and he came for a corner and he'd been moaned at that he was a bit timid. He wasn't so boisterous back then when he was a little Casper and he's a little ghost and not a big ghost like he turned into, you know. 
he came and collected the ball. Nobody went near him and he fumbled it into his own net. And I can tell you this day, I remember the phone calls clearly. It's why it sticks in my, my brain, guys. It's because I remember the calls to BBC Radio Leicester that day. Casper's shite. Casper's this. Get him out of our club. We need a new number one. Yeah. What did we do? We stuck by him. And that's the thing I think has screwed Ward over. And I would not I would not resent Ward if he told whoever's the manager come the start of this season, sod you, I'm off. I wouldn't blame him. I'd wish him all the best. Yeah. Talking to managers, Brad, that is perfect leading. Thank you so very much. We'll it's like ahead. I read your script, mate. You're welcome. It is. It is. We, we are becoming one. We are seeing each other too much. It's slightly uh, worrying. It is. It is. Kate, um, look, Without going through individual names and what have you, uh, manager, what not rather than names, what sort of manager do we need? Do we need a name, as in a you know a named you know famous like a Pochettino? I know he's going to Chelsea before anybody says that. Uh, do we need like a Dean Smith? Do we need somebody from like Swansea? And I know he's gone to Southampton. What sort of manager do we need next? Do you think? I don't think Dean's the man for the job. I think JT and Shaky are potentially the what the framework could look like underneath. So I really like those guys. I just don't think Dean has it in him. I don't think he has a project in him at the minute. Um, but I was speaking to about my, with this with my friend yesterday. I would like somebody like an Eddie Howe, not not the Eddie Howe, but you know when Eddie Howe was at Bournemouth. Um, proven yeah. track record, young, hungry, um, out the spotlight um, to just knuckle down, really. That's kind of the person that I... Because, you know, I know we've said a lot of negative today and it's, it is a bit blue because it's the day after, but what a project for someone. What a project for someone. The facilities, the support. Um, just don't get someone who's got these expectations like Brendan had. Um Somebody like that, really. Just you just want them to be hungry, up for it, hardworking, and flexible. Yeah. Uh, same question for you, Dave. I might be less critical of Smith, and I wouldn't be too upset if he stayed. But yeah, I think Kate's right on the fact that we want somebody that would probably get on with the job and not have an ego. And I was thinking, uh, Ryan Mason, surely he's not, going to, he's not going to stay at Tottenham if he's not given the job, what? is he? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, a minute there. Buddy, a minute there. I thought you said Ryan Mason. I mean, I, I'm, my hearing's going as well as my sight. Well, I can't think of anybody else. I thought, also thought of Scott Parker. Oh, no, my God. <laughs> no, no. Sorry, you two are out of here. You two are out of Scott Park, the cardigan on legs. I'm sorry, what? No. Somebody said Scott Park Chris, on the TV. Chris, Chris, I'm not coming back on camera until no. Kate apologises for swearing at me like that. I liked you, Kate. I liked you till you said that, Kate. Why did you have to go and say that? You were my favourite on it. I just want that age, that age let off for that. But to both Kate and to Dave, we're now on the bottom where they deserve to be. On the bottom. I've just got, I've just got this to say to you. Your opinion is wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's either them two or, well, uh, Peter Taylor's not doing anything, is he? Something like that. Gary Rowett, as somebody has suggested here. Mm. I mean, I'd rather Gary Rowett than bloody... 
Scott, because yeah, Kate, you've just offended me so much with them I words. Think Kate, I think Kate was winding me up. <laughs> I, I, don't know, winding I up. really don't know who was worse there. At least you know the buttons to press now, Brad. I know which <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's very really true. That's yeah, right. Someone's true. just said we're going to dither. I think we can't dither. No. Front of the, no. the season's going to start before we know it. Yeah. I've got to say, Kate has just proved herself to be the Jan Vestergaard of uh, of Saturday Night TV. No, I'm sure she's not, I'm sure she's not serious. No, I've not sworn at her yet and told her to the Fulham. That's not happening. Don't worry, you've not done that bad a job. Don't you look upset after what you've just said. But joking uh, aside, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I cannot know. think of anybody. Apart from let, let, me, let me say, Brad, okay, let me take this. Kate did make the point. I mean, for me... I, Potter's not going to come. We know that now. He, he he's going to what? Although he may, you know, like Kate said, it is an amazing project. Let's not forget that we've only just come down. You know, who would have thought Burnley would have got Vincent Company? Um, mm. I know he's not had the experience, but he was a name. Um, Scott Parker. I, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but you, you, oh, you Bruce look... or someone like that. Isn't there that kind of ilk available? Not that I want Steve Bruce. Oh, it just gets worse and worse. And worse. <laughs> I mean, I, I allowed her. I allowed her to have Scott Parker because she's new. But then she throws Steve Bruce into the pot. God, God, dear. <laughs> God, I don't know what. I don't know where you find these I people to come be out. I don't want him. I just mean. No, no, there's no point. You dug that hole. You are going to have to sit in. Oh, it. we're going to go the other end of the spectrum with someone that's Stephen Gerrard. He's free. Actually, had a couple of relegations on their CV. Are we, are we going to go down that? I just don't know what route we're going to go down. It's ballsy to pick a young person. Not many people do that. It could even be Sam Allardyce with his <laughs> big bollocks today. Frank Lampard, Frank Lampard's free now because he was only there till the end of the season. Brad. I don't like the way Allardyce chews gum. I, we couldn't be having him standing <laughs> on the touchline. He's, he's rude. Lampard, I wish I could remove myself from stream. Some of these names are making me really want to curse and swear at people for what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, and this is all going to get clipped. I'm sorry. <laughs> This is oh god! You may never come back from this, Kate. Right, Brad, who are you? Brad, who are you saying? I I want somebody who really does match the Leicester character that, that we're all used to seeing. You know, one thing I will give credit to Dean Smith uh, is is at least he doesn't clap his hands like a seal. He shows a bit of passion on the sideline. You know, he he got angry when a pass went out of play. Brendan Rogers, and I can't, I can't do it because I have to hold my phone because I do it. So imagine this, imagine this shoulder. Yeah, he just did that. The ball went out of play. Oh, well done, well tried. So, uh, yeah, well, trying what passing the ball out of play. You know, and you don't yeah. cheer it. He got on people's nerve. You know, he got at them for it. And I, you know what? Like, we said this, Chris, when you didn't we on the on, on the post match. Um, you know, Leicester have never been. You know, maybe all right, once in a blue moon, if you think of someone like Spengor and Ericsson. But realistically, this club has very rarely attracted a manager of a high caliber. You know, we, I, I, I was pushed in the Barrages' cape uh, a few months ago for Pochettino, 
because I thought, yes, it sounds ridiculous because he's married Spurs, PSG, and there's other jobs, i.e. the Chelsea job out there, which he's eventually taken. But you have to remember, he was a hungry manager who always said he had an unfinished business. He likes the youth project prospect you look at what he did at Southampton and I I think we missed the boat to bring him in because we left it too late with Rogers out there and what's available you know all joking aside I do understand where you're coming from with maybe giving a younger hungry manager I, I mean I'd, I'd, I'd rather give someone with no manager experience than Scott Parker but you can be forgiven for making your example I can forgive you for that uh, and there isn't a lot out there. And for that reason, the fact that I've seen some passion and I have seen something different about Leicester in these small eight games. I mean, like Chris said, he had, Brendan Rodgers had less points than games in that 28 game, uh, he, the, eight, the 28 games he was in charge of season for. At least, you know, at least that, you know, at least Dean Smith managed to get us more points than he played games. I mean, is there anybody out there that for under Rogers we would have won three games, you know, drawn three and lost and lost and lost, you know, the three that we that it was because I, I wouldn't have. I've got to say that if anybody is trying to get through to the Samaritans, I can guarantee that they are engaged at the moment. Mm. Apparently, the the, the, the the Leicester switch four for the Samaritans has just gone into overdrive. Mm. Mm. <laughs> people, people are ringing up saying, uh, "Somebody's just said Scott Parker." <laughs> And he said Ryan. <laughs> you well. <laughs> I thought that was bad, but kind of. I've eclipsed that. That is some going. <laughs> I, I mean, that's a hell of a debut, Kate, to get clipped on your first show. Well done. Well, Indeed. What, I'm not saying this is just names before you get on your high horses. What Ooh. about Bielsa? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I knew where you were going with that. I'll tell you what, he plays some bloody good football. Yeah, but he has the same problem with Brendan. He can't speak English. He can barely understand Brendan in half the time he spoke. I don't want to go, he can't be asked the language. I can just hear a noise. I can't hear, I can't see anybody. Children. Jesse Wallace, uh, Jesse Wallace, that's Jesse his Wallace. tenders. That's his mother. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse, I know she probably do a better job than Jesse Marsh. Jesse Parker. <laughs> yeah, Jesse Marsh was on the list before, wasn't he? No, yeah. I, was, I was joking. I was joking. I'm not sure why he was. I mean, this list of availability is very small. It is, yeah. it is. And of course, we could go, let's not forget uh, Martin O'Neill. Where did he come from? Yeah. So we could go back to that sort of manager, Brian Little. Uh, there's another one that that came. They both made a huge difference for the club. Yeah. I mean, for me, Kate, you made you did make the good point about Shaky and and John Terry. I don't think either of them would stay without Dean Smith. And I've got to say, for me, I I'm I'm like I, I am doing the hokey cokey about Dean Smith. Me, and one minute I'm in, one minute I'm out. But to me, when you look at what um, Thomas Frank is doing at Brentford. He he's doing what Ranieri did at Leicester, and he's building on his predecessor's success. Who was uh, Dean Smith? He got Aston Villa promoted. He made Grealish into a, a billion-pound player. Um, he, you know, he, he yes, all right. He then you know was sacked by Villa, and they got Gerard in. Yeah, how did that work out? Uh, but you know, he, yeah, he was sacked by Norwich, but there were eight at the time. 
we weren't we were better under him than we were under Rogers. And just like you say, it, it is, and we know it will be somebody left field. We know that. Could, so, we, could we entice? I saw these names today on Twitter. Could we entice Carrick or Jandal Thomason? There are two the, names. The yeah. projects, the project that's on. Look at Brad. Brad's weeping. Um, <laughs> he's he's but, just tired. We might just have to entice somebody and we've got a lot to offer. Yeah, you're right, we have. But I don't think, um, I mean, Middlesbrough are on the way up, aren't they? Uh, I think he's going to see that one out. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of other young managers on the up, um, apart from the ones we've mentioned. Um, was Nuno in charge of Wolves when they're in the championship? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he was. was. And, and I just want to ask back the question to anybody who's hearing these names going around. And I can't believe Carrick is one that's being mentioned. He's only he's he's barely been at Middlesbrough five minutes. And you know my opinions, Chris. So you don't need to. You know my opinions on these ex players getting catapulted into high end jobs or very well known club jobs. What have they done? What has a single one of them achieved? Yeah, but we've in terms of expectation, right? And don't tell me that Fulham were weren't expected to get promoted straight, bouncing back because they were. So Scott Parker didn't really do anything there. He's shown a fallout that he had when he took over the Bournemouth job. That the, the, they were lost as soon as he, his ego couldn't fit through the door. Has any of these managers that have only been in the job? A hot minute actually achieved anything. Nobody are going to get any of those managers that have. Yeah, Nagelsmann's actually achieved something and would have achieved something had he been kept a job if it weren't for their their up, up backwards board. He would have had you know Bayern Munich winning the league again, which I know most people won't say is any great achievement, but he was there. Xabi Alonso at by by Leverkusen has got them back up there. Doing it, you know. They they're not. I wouldn't even consider them. But personally, I think they've they've actually done more and more and more of a call to be brought to England than than, than the likes of Scott Scott Parker, Bielsa, and Carrick. I mean, Carrick's only been at Middlesbrough six months, and I'm not saying he hasn't done a good job. But I called Middlesbrough, along with a few other clubs, a stale Championship club. Because that's what they've become. And they're always floating around the playoffs. They always seem to do okay. But it doesn't seem to really matter who's in charge. They never seem to fully come up and, and look like a team that's going to stay up and be in a premiership for a while. They never have yeah. when they've come up. But Even back in the 90s when they came up, you thought, yeah, they look good and they've got some silver-haired Brazilian. Um, an Italian, the sorry. That you're outlining there. The that you're, it doesn't exist. That manager doesn't exist for us. It's not realistic. We're not in the Premier League anymore. We're, yeah, we're but we're fair play by all accounts. But we, we're just, it's going to be really slim pickings. And we've got to do it quickly. I'll do it quickly. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, and I get that. But the thing is, we've never been that fashionable of appeal. Like I said, there's been a Jot Wallace and and, and a Spencer Robertson once on a blue a blue moon, but. Maybe the guy we're seeing in the dugout who's actually shouting. No, he's not, Mike. He's been in the job five minutes. But that's five he's minutes. Not a... He's actually an average tenure for a manager. 
sadly that is also true as well, Kenny. It's season and half. It is actually that's probably a long term job in the championship, especially for a Watford manager. That that's like a legacy day. Build a statue if you last six months for Watford. But I maybe maybe we've got the man who's the right man to do the job. The man who got three three wins out of eight, who only lost one game that was a shock to us, which was the Fulham game. Because the, the other two games he lost were to Liverpool and, and Man City, so they weren't really a shock. Kate, what's, um, your, what's your objections to him? To who? What? To Dean Smith, because you said you weren't... Oh, I just... He, he was, I, thought, I thought he had a few free hits on the first few games. I didn't feel like he was as ballsy as I wanted him to be. Man City was a free hit. You could argue... One yeah, flip yeah. side of the coin is it's a tricky game, but it's not, because it's a guaranteed loss. So just do what you want to do just try the new team out try some different things I just didn't think he was quite dynamic enough for the team that we've got but I, I like him and I think he'd he'd put his head down he'd be all in I don't dislike him he just perhaps wouldn't be be my favorite uh, his problem was that he didn't have time did he and he had to do something and if it had changed it dramatically it would have failed then you know he'd be seen as a loser and he didn't change things that I wanted him to change um, How dare he? How dare he? Well, you know, I don't understand why people. I mean, Brendan did it as well, so maybe it's something they see that we don't. But I don't know how you kept leaving Mendy out. No, I didn't really get that. <clears throat> I don't see a picture. was just like two bricks running really, and the, the bricks can't play forward football. Mm. I said bricks okay. with a B. By I'm just, uh, I've known a few bricks <laughs> playing up front. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've known a few played up front. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did actually say the other week that uh, our lot couldn't fight our way out of a condom, but read that into read into that what you will. Uh, Andreas said we would have stayed up with Brendan Rogers. Andreas, I don't know what you're drinking, but stop it now. Stop yes. it now and uh, send you blind. Uh, yeah, um, I mean Willie Kirk kept uh, the Leicester women up. I think we would have need Captain Kirk to come in and save us and get rid of the Klingons. Um, but the see what I did there, Kling, yeah, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as I said, can, don't, laugh, don't laugh, Kate. Don't laugh. <laughs> it encourages me. It really does. Kate, can we come straight back up? And what do we need to do? Of course, we can. Question. of course we can. I think the biggest challenge for us, rather than management, we've not really spoken about, is the complete um, transformation of the squad that's got to happen. Yeah. So, it's, you know, we saw Steve Cooper struggling at the start of the season with Notts Forest, didn't we, with that issue that new a load of new faces, like going from feast to famine, with a load of new faces coming in. Um, it's going to be the integration is the is the biggest job for whoever's coming in. So I think we can absolutely come straight back up. I think the people that are remaining are good enough. Um, but we're going to need to recruit a different type of player now, probably with championship experience as well, because it's a different beast, isn't it? I said, though, I'll stick with you with this one, Kate, for just this this uh, question, that, yeah, it is a different beast. We we need players, and I'm just reading here, there's a 17-year-old um, a or 16-year-old, sorry, uh, Northern Irish side player Dungannon Swifts he plays for. Uh, he has called Ryan Donnelly. Uh, a Northern Ireland manager, Michael O'Neill, has, has appeared to confirm that young midfielder Ryan Donnelly is set to join up with Leicester City. We don't need to go back to the signings like so let, you know, Les Ferdinand. Uh, and and you know, when we seem to become the Derby and Jones club, 
of, of the championship. You know, big names aren't going to cut it. They're going to come to us because it's Leicester. We perceive to get money. That whoever it is that comes in has got to get the right players. Pretty much what Nigel Pearson did for us when we went down to League One. Yeah, the scouts have got to be busy, aren't they? Mm. We could do with a few Mares being picked out, to be honest. Yeah, we certainly, we certainly could. Or at least, and then, and then tying it in with the manager who, um, who actually picks them. Um, so yeah, integration, we, I think, is the key, and we can obviously, we can obviously come straight back up. It's, it's in our hands, and we've got to be up there with the favourites to come up. I know we're favourites on the bookies, but yeah, um, it's just I think with Leicester because the team that will be left will be the more senior, experienced players, most likely. If we don't start off on the right foot again. It's going to be nervy if we like lose the first couple of games or something. It it will be nervy. Brad, question to you: What do we have to do to come back up again? And can we do it first season? Yeah, I think I, I think we can. Look, I, as as dire as it's been, we also have to remember those that aren't weren't committed to the club won't be here next season. Now that's either because they'll want a hop, skip, and a jump to a West Ham or whoever they're being, or Newcastle, whoever they're being linked with, i.e. Madison and Barnes, or their contracts are out anyway. I believe what we'll be left with, at least you know this season, next season, that regardless of if it's three players, eight players in that squad of 25, uh, you know if they turn up for training at the start of the season, they're more than likely committed to the job in hand, which will be getting Leicester back by any means necessary at the first attempt, you know, whether that's finishing top six and getting a playoffs or automatic or even winning the thing. Of course, we can do it. What you need to do, like you said, Chris, is you need to find an experience. You need, what you need is you don't just need championship ready players though. What you need is you need players. And this is, this is the mistake that sometimes promoted sides make is they maybe build, start to build a squad that they don't expect to get promoted that first season, but then somehow go and win promotion. And then all of a sudden they go, actually, I know we gave you a three-year deal, but you're not actually premiership quality in our eyes. So they're, they're players that they loan in or they, they, they sign because of 35, 36. I think Leicester need to look maybe at some of them clubs that did well this season and stayed up, but didn't really play some players that are looking for more uh, playing time, um, you know, I, I'm thinking looking at Bournemouth, maybe looking at some of their fringe players, you know, maybe looking at any from our relegation rivals, i.e. Leeds. I mean, you know, I, I doubt it would be a case for Jack Harrison. I know he signed a bumper deal probably to help Leeds still pick up a fee for him instead of going on a free. Um, but, you know, we, that's the sort of critique of clubs we need to be looking at to try and see what they've got available or willing to sell to us. And if we build a right bunch and don't think that, you know, and, and we, we want to be able to have a team that we look at and go, you know what, if that team wins the league, they can help us stay in the premiership as well, you know. We don't want to get, oh, we won the championship. Oh crap! Actually, half our team was for a rebuild for three years in the championship, not not to come straight back up. And then, because then we're doing the same process again just a year later. I, I agree. Some of the loan off like loaning in places is going to be needed because you're going to have to maybe have a player or two there that goes. 
I will fight for the cause, but I won't sign for you unless you're a premiership side. And, you know, we've seen these deals happen before, but that's what you need. We need that right balance. And if we get that right balance, then, yeah, I'm more than confident that one way or another, we, we will bounce back into the premiership. Uh, Ryan, uh, whatever he's called, favourite fan. Dave, can we do it? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, and I think we've, I mean, how many players have we got in the championship at the moment on loan? Three? Brighton, Hamza. Hamza, yeah, or Brighton and... Um, Haven't George we got Hurst, Hurst, George Hurst, or did he go to yeah. League... No, no, he went to Ipswich, didn't he? He went to yeah. Ipswich, so he yeah. went down to League One afterwards. Yeah, okay. But he, how many times has he got to go out on loan before he gets a chance? Um, I think this could be the time for them. And I think the youngsters that I saw in the cup games were perfectly capable. Um, and I think if they're toughened up a bit, because they'll need to be, I think we'll be all right. And if we can add, as you say, two or three, I don't think we need to sign loads. But we just need that squad to be ready for when it go, gets tough. Um, and I think people like Albrighton will be a bonus. Uh, and, uh, you know, Probably captain. Yeah. Only got one season left, but let's hope we can hold on to this guy. And I'm just going to do this for Brad because he's the only one who's not mentioned some stupid manager to come to us next season. Just for you, Brad. <laughs> let's hope we can get hold of him next season. Guys. He gave the to... sign, didn't he? He gave the sign when he came off that meant thought he might. What was the sign? Well, just, just you know, he wasn't waving goodbye. He was sort of, you know. <laughs> so not giving, not giving a sign is giving a sign. Well, well let's just have a look. You looked really sad yesterday. <laughs> yeah. He did. I, I wanted to give him a hug when I saw him do his interview, bless him, because that takes yeah. some bottle to go. And, and that kind of shows the commitment to, to the club. He was, I was like... Oh, Cal Stone cry. He's, Chris knows he's my little footballing man crush. I love the guy. I hope he does stay in. I hope he top scores. Yeah, I hope you've told him. Well, the Leicestershire, Leicestershire Live is saying uh, emotional collection, the actual reacts to Leicester City relegation. Life kicks you. Uh, the psycho is potentially playing his final game for the club with just one year remaining on his contract. Um, oh, yeah. He appeared to be close to tears as he tried to put into words the emotion around the clubs. Um, look, yeah. but look, guys, it's the end. It's not been a bad nine years, is it? You know, a great escape, uh, a, a Premier League win, uh, a quarterfinals of the Champions League, Arsene Wenger, do you remember what that was? Uh, you know, we, we've had a couple of fifth-place finishes, semi-final in Europe, an FA Cup, uh, a, a Champions of England trophy, it's not been a bad ride at all, has it? It really, really hasn't. You know, I never thought that I would sit there, hug somebody that I never knew while listening to Andrea Potticelli sing Ness and Dorma or cry into my son's arms as I heard um, the Champions League theme being played in a, in, a, in a quarterfinal at my stadium. It's been some great memories. And we will be back, and we will will be back. I'll give you another chance, Ryan Bloody Mason and Scott Parker. Oh, thank you. Thank you, kind sir. <laughs> but that is your last warning, both of you. <laughs> I can't believe it. 
<laughs> no, no, mate. I think Ryan might be brilliant. But... Oh, on. ban him, Chris. Ban him. Ban him. I can't have that slander. Ban him. I know. <laughs> I know. Can, I, can I just tell you one thing? No. Have I told you this. Okay. <laughs> oh, you said you had something to tell us before the show, actually. We're driving up the Narborough Road, yeah, in the traffic, of course. And there was a guy walking up there with an Amati shirt on. <laughs> Are you confessing to a murderer, Dave? Daniel Amati himself, was it? Yeah, yeah he was told he was playing. He didn't, you're not confessing to a murderer, are you, Dave, before we this goes any further? tried to take a picture of him, but every time we got it ready, he fell over. Uh, but <laughs> oh, I can't believe it's the first and only Amati shirt I've ever seen. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Maybe Daniel paid him to wear one. it. Yeah. Well, just said to the guy yeah. who's just said we should have Ryan Mason as our next manager. Kathy <laughs> said, said perhaps it was cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I th I think I think Dave should walk naked down the Narborough <laughs> Road with Brad behind him with a bell going shame. If we get promoted <laughs> as champions next year, I will. <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. Give me a chance to lose a few pounds first, though. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I don't know why I have you on. You know, Daniel and Marty, Ryan Mason. Nightmare. I mean, just, and bouncy I, I, I give up. Look, mate, Dave, thank you so very much. For yeah, nice to meet on. you all guys again. Yeah, nice to meet you. Nice to meet there you, Kate. There's a lot of shows going on this week, so... Um, You've had the email, as they say. Let me know yeah. if you want to come on any of the others. Okay, uh, Brad, if you could stay on afterwards, because I just want to have a chat with you about tomorrow's show. You've been bad. You've got to stay late. <laughs> got to stay hey, late. Hey, you should come on and argue with me about the keep selling the uh, release video. <laughs> you should come on and debate that with me. <laughs> Try to argue, everyone. Just um, Kate, keeping him arty, by the way. We're keeping him. Me, we'll, we'll agree on that one, Kate. Just for just for Dave's sake. <laughs> Might get Dave a shirt for Christmas. Oh no! Please do, please do. I'll get it sponsored. Just buy him one. <laughs> in in fact, sorry, I might as well tell you while I'm on because I, I need to announce it anyway, Brad. Tomorrow's show was going to be uh, Steve Linex versus Brad, the Big Fat Lester quiz. He's chickened out. He's chickened out, Brad. I'll tell you, you beat a guy for two years in a row in a predictions league and he suddenly don't want to do a quiz with you. Oh, I see how it is. I oh, see how it is. I wasn't going to mention the prediction league because, yeah, I did an Arsenal on the last week, didn't I? <laughs> you did. It, it, well, but no, no, you didn't do it an Arsenal because at least you took it to the final game, mate. <laughs> That's true. But I did win the Xbox one. Yeah, which is still more so where the Spurs, so you can't be them either. <laughs> Look, tomorrow night it is off. We're going to hopefully put that back and rearrange that for a couple of weeks. He's having to work nights on a job he's on, uh, Steve. So we wish him well and thank you for letting us know. So tomorrow night, if you're still free, Brad, we are going to do the sell or buy show. And he's good for that. Dave, I, don't, I can't believe I'm asking this. No, me. No, I can't. Knowing how you feel about Amati, I can't. I can't no. really. But if you'd like to come on, let me know. Kate, and I can't believe I'm saying this after bloody Scott Parker, <laughs> if you would like to come on as well, you are most welcome. Okay. 
then let me know. But I will see you tomorrow, 8 o'clock, Brad, and we'll do that. Guys, thank you all very much. Right. I, do, I do feel like this is one of those walls on Mock the Week and join COVID. Where I'm looking at the screen and it's just full of faces. <laughs> Should we have her back, Brad? What do you think? Oh, you, you know, she's got a nice smile and, and she takes the attention away when we're all being silly. So, uh, and she gets second chance in my vote. I give it that. Uh, she's into the next round, but any more of these shenanigans, Kate, and I won't, I won't back you again. So, she's got talent. Nice, nice to have somebody on knows what they're talking about. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Oh, wait, you, no, you got a point. You got a point. Yeah. Dave, allies. Me and Dave are allies. I'll get rid of them both now. See, see that? No. I think Dave's just shot himself in the foot there because obviously he keeps himself in not knowing what he's talking about. Yeah, you're <laughs> probably right. Probably Guys, right. thank you all very, yeah, very nice much. Yeah, nice No worries. Um, thanks for your comments. It's been a great show. Um, you're all wrong, and I'm right as always. I'll just leave you with that point. But uh, Scott Parker, Ugh. I'm gonna have to go and try and get through to the Samaritans. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, guys. Thanks so much care. for being Bye. on. Cheers. Bye bye. See ya. Oh, thanks to everybody there for coming, uh, <laughs> Scott Parker. Oh, um, was, oh, what was worse, Scott Parker or Ryan Mason? I really, really don't know. They both are. They both are. Look, we are going to be back tomorrow. We're here all week, literally. We are here all week. Because... Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. Eight o'clock tomorrow, we are going to be looking through all the um, the, the, the players when the contracts... <laughs> I agree, Scott. I agree. Um, Scott, I agree, Brad. You see what he's done to me here? You see, she scarred me for life. <laughs> oh, I knew we should never have had a woman on. <laughs> but no, thanks to Kate for joining us. It's lovely to have somebody like, uh, like Dave said that, that knows what they're talking about. But look... Um, we are going to be back tomorrow. Should have been the quiz. That is going to be put back. So we are doing the sell-by. Um, and, and let us know your thoughts, who we should keep, who we should sell. Thanks so very, very much to, to our guests this evening. Brad, you know Brad. Dave, returning Dave as well. Thanks to them for both very, very much for coming on. And Kate, the newest member of the Less Little I Die TV team, it has been a pleasure to have met you and had you on. We'll have you back. We'll have you back, despite what you said. Um, thanks to everybody that was in the chat. Uh, there's many, 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 many to, to mention. Uh, but thank you all so very much. And if you've been listening on podcast, thank you for that as well. Lester Till I Die is the pod. It's called on podcast. Uh, Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google, and, of course, YouTube as well. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, click the notification bell. And if you want to become a member, get ready, because next season we are going to be doing member-only shows. One ninety-nine. The link is below on YouTube. Thanks to John Thornton, our latest member who joined us today. Really do appreciate it. Um, it, it, it means a lot, and it helps. It's one ninety-nine a month. It helps support and keep the channel running as well. So I will see you all tomorrow. Thank you all so very much for, for being on. Hope you've enjoyed it. And this has been LTID TV. I've been Chris. This is Arnie. Good night. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too or I'll be back.
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.